But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, the rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. Chicago. Chicago is the only original six team in the West. Figured we were talking about sports, so I'd turn it on, you know? Yeah. Smart. I always start it too late. Or I stop recording and then we start talking about like serious sports. <laughs> yeah. Every time. No, there's, I feel there's a lot to talk about. We got playoffs going on. We have um, big uh, social issues. People are dumping popcorn on players. We haven't addressed that. Um, but all sorts of things to talk about in that manner. Um, no, the, the Avs uh, looked uh, very good all, all year. Yeah. And I'm still. Um, angry that uh i mean who knows where his career goes and he's on a terrible team but you look at jack hughes and you look at cal mccarr and you just go like well yeah cal- one's playing yeah. in a substantially better team though so and cal mccarr is also six five or whatever he's huge yeah it's just two different players but i don't jack- know jack hughes one of the few nhl players under six feet tall these days yeah but the thing is like Charlie McAvoy is the best player on the Bruins right now. And he's 5'11", if that. And he's he's the best player on the Bruins right now. And he's Has, the defenseman. I feel like hockey players weren't always exclusively 6'5". Oh, look at, I, look at Montreal. They're all 5'10". Still. The guy they drafted this year was 5'5". Outstanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've always been a short team. Always. Tr- traditionally. They'll have one tall defenseman, and then the rest are under five nine. That rule, I, I love that. If that was like a a conscious like identity choice, or just like we can't have guys that are like like how Real Madrid will talk about how there are players that are too ugly to play yeah. for them. Um, if if Mon- if the Canadians uh, always insisted that like anybody over six feet, it just like we we can't have yeah. it. Well, I mean, they used to only have French guys. That was their that was their thing. <laughs> yeah, they're pulling from a smaller thing. Yeah. They're like, a, well, the, that the, was the, the, the thing was that back in the, athletic Bilbao, why they won so many cups at the beginning is because they were the only team. Everybody else basically were signing players from Ontario, and players from Quebec could only sign with the Canadians until the seventies. So that's why they were able to build super teams because they had the pick of an entire province. Every other team was fighting for scraps. That and and That's nobody could do any, nobody me. could do anything about it for all that. Nope. Time. It was just, but just like the hockey yeah. players in Quebec were just. I guess yeah, hockey's just ingrained up there. So yeah, you know the young Quebecois would whip ass. It just like matched with the all the talent pool of like the major cities in America. They just can't can't hang. Yeah, sorry, like, and then Eric. And then Eric Lindros came around and t- and and broke the uh, Quebec supremacy yeah, by saying, "I won't, Deeks. I yeah. won't go there. I won't learn to speak French. I don't give a shit." And then the whole thing fell apart. Yeah, and then they moved to Colorado. And look at him now, about yeah. to win a cup. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's either going to be them or Tampa. Those are the two. Like, like Tampa played all year without two of their best players in their back now. I saw the Nikita so, Kucherov. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic timing. Oh, I'm sure it was on purpose where they're just like, you're not, oh, yeah, no, like, we're not, not playing a single regular season game. It's not worth yeah. it. Yeah. It's, 
Wait, they didn't play at all in the regular season. Yeah, Nikita Gudrov. Well, he—I mean, he had—he had surgery. Yeah, um, he is wouldn't he a have goalie. It. No, Vasilevsky's their goalie. Kucherov's a, a a forward who won the who's the MVP last year. I think I don't. I can't Brennan, remember. Brennan, oh, you no. could potent- McDavid probably was. I can't remember. Brennan, you could potentially be thinking of Nikolai Hobby Bullen, who was uh, uh, their no. goalkeeper 15 years ago. No, I wasn't thinking of any team specific uh, players. I just uh, seem to remember the name Kucherov on a goalie or Kuch, something like that. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, no, never mind. That's a basketball player. I don't do hockey, so that- <laughs> ignore me, please. Because <laughs> uh, I think I might have actually been thinking of Vucevic. Which is not that's the wrong sport. Wrong sport. Oh, bye. It, we could do an hour of you trying to remember <laughs> hockey players. <laughs> Just name name every hockey player you can remember. <laughs> it's all devils. Well, well, again, they're oh boy, devils are in bad shape. Yeah, it's they're gonna it's, they gotta like move them right. it has got to be on the table. No, they're fine. No, they're they just got they built a new stadium ten years ago. If that. But the thing is, the Devils can never be the worst team in the NHL as long as the Buffalo Sabres exist. The, the, Devils, ha- the Devils have been uh, every year at the deadline, they they uh, do the whole like, well, we have to trade uh, this beloved guy because, you yeah. know, like we need the flexibility. Uh, we got to get younger. Uh, we can't have uh, Kyle Palmieri uh, up here uh, just getting paid all this money. Um, uh, we know everybody likes him, but you know what? We got, we got to get younger so we can be competitive. And then every year they, they just eat shit again. It was the one year where Taylor Hall won MVP. That, that's true. Taylor Hall did win MVP. Um, his career, uh, effectively went to shit for three years and, uh, and now yeah. he, and, and now, now he's, he's great. Now he's, he's awesome. Great. I love him. He's doing fantastic. He does everything. It's incredible to watch him play. He can do everything. It's a, it's. You know, he scored uh, one goal for Buffalo, and I think he had seven by the time the season ended for the Bruins. Yeah, once again, uh, you put uh, there are certain situations in which no one can be successful, and part of that is yeah. playing for the Sabres. Well, they got the number one pick last night, they won the lottery, and it's the year where there's no like, there's no top guy, there's yeah. no like, there's no McDavid, there's no um. Not Jack Hughes, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and also there and Jack Eichel. Uh, oh, Jack Eichel's qu- gone. The quotes that he gave like two weeks ago, where he's yeah. just like, "Yeah, I don't know, we'll see." <laughs> just like, "Oh shit, that's no yeah. good." Yeah, he's gonna be tough to trade because of his contract. So he'll he'll end up with like a mediocre team. He'll end up with like the Kings or something. Well, you know, nice weather, good wit, yeah. good place to spend your career. They won all those cups like ten years ago. Which they, is crazy to think about. They did. My uh, my friend Ashley has a lot of stories about that team because, and she always makes this distinction clear that not her, but her friends were very much trying to hook up with the hockey players and knew which bar they went to. And so there's pictures of her in a bar with the cup after they won it because she went to the place that they go. <laughs> Um, uh, but uh, apparently has uh, has quite a lot to say about many of of the Kings players. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Slava Voinov went to jail for. Was he no? Wh- who went to? One of them went to jail for um, 
there was a lot of um cocaine, I believe, around that Kings team, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Oh, Allegedly, uh, I would say there's probably a lot, of, a lot of cocaine around hockey in general. Yeah. Oh, I, I have some. I know some Providence Bruins stories about current NHL players. Um, in that. Who was it? Um. Uh, who spent the start of the season suspended in Washington? Oh, yeah, that was um, one of the Russians. Yeah, they love. Look, the players love cocaine, and that's. If they can do it responsibly. Oh, because Nets off. It was because yeah. Nets off. Yeah. Well, these boys love Coke. They listen. <laughs> I've heard the stories. Yeah. We can't get enough. <laughs> I guess like it, it famously doesn't stay in your your system long, right? Isn't that like the appeal of it uh, that you can probably beat a drug test? No idea. Well, I guess because Nets off couldn't. Well, I've he I've heard know. that. I or uh, more. To the point, I've heard. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk who, my job for uh, on that. No, uh, on that, no, being told I, that once by but somebody I, I, at I've a heard party. People who like failed the drug test, just like called idiots by like dedicated drug doers. Like you really got to fuck up to like. Did he do it before work? <laughs> Was it a hair test, and he just kind of had some in his hair? I don't know. I seem to remember it about somebody in high school. Uh, so hang on, uh, but- who knows if anything is. I heard some rustling behind me, and apparently the cat snuck into my room, and now she wants out because the door is closed. Hang on one second. She's Get that cat. Noise. Get that cat on screen. Let's see that cat. <laughs> I haven't She's seen that cat. Me. I haven't seen that. That's okay. You got to take it. I haven't seen the cat in a while. Hey. He's a coward. He's not going to do it. <laughs> oh yes, he is. Oh wow. There she is. That cat is gonna. That's really... a big cat. Uh, we should take this cat break to say hello. Welcome back to the Dismal Tide. I'm Brendan. That's Mike. You're also hearing Ed, the wonderful Kipo man, joining us again. Uh, that's that's our introduction. Eight minutes into the show. That's how we like to do it around here. Hockey talk, cat talk, cocaine talk. The three pillars that of on which this show is built. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Something very few of us know anything about. Cats, fine. None of us Magic. are out here doing cocaine. <laughs> and I don't even watch hockey. So, well, <laughs> well, Brendan, what, what would you like to discuss now? Well, let's bring it back into your wheelhouse. Oh, uh, where, okay. Where, let's, let's let Brendan direct the conversation from the um, for, uh, I, for segment two, the I, non-hockey portion. Did you guys see that video of the man who was streaking naked at the Nationals game during the rain delay? And he dove under the tarp and he just did like this big, funny comic slide. And then he like run. Then he like sees all the security coming for him. So he crawls into the big, long tarp tube and hides yeah. in there for a while. It was delightful. Um, I I was mad at uh, another former guest of the show, Joe. I posted that into like, a Discord server that we're both in. And I was just like, honestly, this is the clip of the year for me so far. This is so funny. You're just like, he's really not hurting anyone. Maybe he could wear some boxer briefs next time. But like besides that. Um, and then he uh, posts this video, this, this wrestling video of somebody getting thrown to the ground from like eight feet up. And it's just like a pretty hard slam. He's like, no, I think this is it. And I got very mad at him. And like ju- different, entirely different context here. And like that happens at every wrestling match. I understand that it was a brutal, brutal hit, I suppose. But like you, you gotta have um, some. Does he know that it's um, it's fake? 
Damn. Yeah. To his credit on this one, yeah, it looked pretty real. You you can. <laughs> She hit the ground uh, head first. Can do a lot of stuff with special effects nowadays. They, they, with, That's true. With, they can do a lot with computers. It's actually yeah. Joe Biden is threw it down. <laughs> the United States men's national team has scored. Who was our goal scorer? Do you believe that? Um, was it the one that Tony Khan, Shad Khan's son, owns? Because they 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 got they have a lot of money. Uh, it looked like just a- like a backyard AEW? wrestling. Uh, yeah, full it of like just a backyard wrestling, wrestling. thing. Uh, Joe, as 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 you may know, uh, he he goes to a lot of New Jersey amateur wrestling shows. Uh, he really loves it. Um, so I I can never tell what he's posting if it's like his video or something he was at. It was a hard slam, but it wasn't the most delightful clip of the year. And I was insulted for him having to try to uh, <laughs> just just find the first hard wrestling clip that he could find. Yeah. Like that's Brendan. That's better than Brendan's thing. Like, hey, you're a jerk. <laughs> Speaking of clips there, um, on the NBC Sports broadcast, they're interviewing a Premier League lacrosse player, and they just showed them winning the trophy from last year. And it literally looks like a crystal vase you would get at TJ Maxx. <laughs> like, it, it's maybe the worst worst professional sports trophy I've ever seen. Well, uh, have, have you seen many of the NASCAR trophies? Yeah, some of, some of them some of them are a disaster, and I think like uh, the a lot of them fall into uh, I, I guess you would just say kitsch. Like <laughs> they um some are some are just like a joke. Um, if you win Dover, they give you uh because it's Dover is the monster mile. So like your the trophy is I don't think it's actually made of concrete, but no. it is just an actual like monster that it it just looks like a two foot tall um just uh uh like comic book villain oh like, my god like thing then and it's it's no good these these nascar trophies are pretty pretty wide they just look like dioramas um i'm seeing yeah. one from the auto club 400 it's just like like a surfboard that's built up to look like i don't know like a hotel or something and there's just cars on the top there's one it's, race, I think it might be Martinsville, where you just get an actual grandfather clock. That's what I'm, yeah, look at that right here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but no, Ed is right. This vase is, the this thing couldn't cost more than $10. The, what was the, even cost what more was the than sport the trophy. again? Uh, lacrosse. It was the Premier, National G- Premier League okay. lacrosse, they call it. Oh boy. It's yeah, the it's... outdoor, because there is a professional indoor lacrosse league as well. But this oh is yes, oh, the boy. Philadelphia Wings. I think it's the Boston Fury, maybe. Uh, always saw commercials for the Wings uh, growing up. Nobody I knew ever attended a Wings game, but I, their commercials were on all the time. Yeah, it seems like the type of thing where they like scam camps and schools to buy group tickets to go to. <laughs> it's what what your children want. Let me tell you, is they they want to come down uh, to the uh, the Spectrum in the summer. Um, and no, the, the Sixers and Flyers are gone, but the wings mm-hmm. are here. And you're probably, you're paying off season concession prices, which did you know that's a thing in arenas no. off season concession prices? So if there's any events that are outside the scope of NBA and NHL games, everything's a dollar or two more expensive. If you Makes go to like sense. a concert or something. Yeah. I guess they got to make it worth their while, you know, because it's the, you know that they're they're not they're they they're not getting the volume that they would during during games. 
But I mean, come on, they're making so much money. Oh yeah, I to... mean it's it's insane. Oh, I that's how, what I, I, I wonder know how if, much these sodas cost. I wonder. I bet they're not going to raise prices this year, but I guarantee you, next year ticket prices and concession prices are going to be through the roof to Ooh, make up for this. What don't you think is going to be? I think the NFL is going to jack their prices to the moon. Oh, yeah, no, I think they're going to wait. Maybe the NFL won't, but like NH, I mean, like MLB and stuff is probably they're waiting till next year to jack prices up. Because it's now it's like the feel good. Hey, we didn't raise any prices. Welcome back, everybody. And then next year, oh, we're raising tickets by twenty percent. Uh, I I completely agree with you, but I'm thinking just like to myself, is that is there any way? Like I feel like Major League Baseball's got like a ceiling to how high they can make their tickets, just because there's so many games. Tickets, yes. Concessions, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, concession stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, the Red Sox will raise prices. They 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 don't care. They can't get the money. Yeah, I'm glad that the Mets um, haven't uh, really like exploded yet, uh, just because um, it's still plenty easy to get cheap tickets. I'm thinking about going to not this Monday, but next. Uh, the The Cubs are in town, and the cheapest tickets are 15 bucks. Uh, and it's 90 percent vaccinated uh, capacity now, so. Nothing to worry about. Fenway's at a hundred. Has nothing to. You don't even have to be vaccinated. It's a hundred percent completely open. I still haven't been able to muster the courage to walk into my like home grocery store without a mask. I wore a mask today. No, I, I'm I'm still wearing a mask inside everywhere until, you know, or in, until we like cross a certain threshold, or basically yeah. until I'm the only one doing it. Um, but I like uh, walking around on the street, whatever, uh, outside. As long as, uh, but like going in places, I, I I don't want the argument. Now, what would be your your uh, drive through policy on the mask? Drive through is uh, I I think that I think that's fine. I, I, out of politeness, I think you should probably put it on. But I mean, it's just what we know about like viral load, it's there. You know, it's probably fine. But you know, there's somebody working that drive through who it's not getting paid nearly enough and they don't need to, they, they don't need your speech about how you're vaccinated or, or anything. You just, just put it on. It doesn't matter. They don't need this viral load. They don't need, yeah, they don't need a speech about viral load. They're making seven twenty five an hour. Yeah. It's part of the reason I've fully gone app like for ordering food and stuff like Dunkin' Donuts and cause you can just walk in and grab it. You don't even have to, you don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. Makes it easier. Then you know you avoid any of the the face to face, um, especially now. Yeah, it, uh, apparently that's part of why like uh, the, the sort of like Chipotle strike that that started was because they were overwhelmed by the uh, app orders, and it seemed to coincide with when they released the quesadilla. Yeah, because you could only order it on the app. Yeah, which is so they were getting stupid. crushed by quesadilla orders in the app. Yeah. Uh, and there weren't enough people, and uh, so they started unionizing. I mean, it makes sense. Like Chipotle is seems like maybe one of the worst places to work. Uh, yeah, all those Alex Press uh, uh, stories, like in the last uh, couple weeks, about how it's just a, a nightmare, um, and uh, because of the speed that they have to do everything at, and how short staffed they are, mm-hmm. uh, the the uh, food safety uh, quality is. Uh, is, is a concern. Yeah. And Chipotle's never had a problem with that in the past. <laughs> <laughs> they never had a nationwide outbreak of anything. Yeah. I, they're, they're occasionally, uh, yeah, there's the, there's the multiple nationwide outbreaks. And then even yeah. after that, there, there would be like 
minor incidents where you'd go and they're just like not serving pork at this location like sorry the yeah. pork that we could get didn't meet our standards and just like what happened <laughs> what did you do well i'm more of a mo's guy now at this point i'd rather you know, i'd rather have a mo's burrito than a chipotle well burrito. mo's is better well, I agree. And, and they and they greet you they yell welcome to yeah. mo's and at chipotle they don't say shit and they give you free chips which chipotle they're like seven dollars wait is that true yeah, Moe's free chips. Oh my god. The only Moe's around uh that I'm aware of was the one in Penn Station and uh that's not you don't you don't go there to eat if you if you can avoid it. So Yeah, that but, Midtown area just don't no fast food in Midtown. Really bad. Just at the city in the city at large, no fast food. Yeah. It's all pretty gross. There's no room to store anything and the speed they have to be getting things out and they're always short staffed and and it's always just like the the meeting grounds for New York City's most fucked up. Uh, that's well, a lot of fast food. Chipotle, perhaps not, uh, only because it's all relatively expensive. But like, um, but yeah, McDonald's. I mean, like the the green uh, the Greenpoint Avenue McDonald's that was by where when Brendan and I uh, it was like a six blocks from our old apartment. Um, that's the one where like people are people are actually getting their hair cut in there. Like it, like it just, for for reasons that I I can't understand at all. Um, the, you could go in and there's just a, a a just like a family getting haircuts, and of course the employees are just like, look, it's not my job is not to kick these people out for for plugging an actual hair clipper into the wall <laughs> and buzzing somebody's head in the back of the store. Like it's not it's it's not their problem, <laughs> but. But our friend Brian was was in uh, McDonald in the Greenpoint Avenue McDonald's when that happened. But it's also it is it's it's crazy the just the amount of times that we would walk by and there's just an ambulance outside of there and like I I working there has to be just hell because of the city's inability to like actually take care of people so they all just, just show up like, at mcdonald's the times square mcdonald's were like they just had like a heroin overdose like all right so there's just no supervision at all and well I mean, famously, that's, that's fast food restaurants anywhere yeah that could happen famously um it was there's the one at um i think it's like at like 36 and 8th um, and that's the one that there was actual like New York Times story about where they quoted the security guard who worked there part time who wouldn't give his name. But all he said was his only quote was every day I go through hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> But uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, pre-ordering everything because uh, also as someone who's uh, had a lifetime of 30 minute lunch breaks, uh, you got to get oh, in yeah. and out quickly. Oh, yeah. When I was working on the road it was so much easier. Like I'm I'd leave a house and know I'm going to be driving past this Dunkin Donuts, just plug it in the app and be good and good and gone. Yeah. Well, Brendan, saved a, yeah, saved a guys, lot of time. You guys want to watch this episode, the new, the new episode of Gridiron Heights that Mike and I avoided. Yeah, sure. What are they Mike, talking about favorite. these days? This was the NFL draft episode. Oh, you know, the, the draft, I've already forgotten everything about it. Mac Jones. I remember bizarrely the first thing I was going to say is I remember Mac Jones, but that's only because I just talked about him yesterday. Um, I've forgotten who the Cowboys took 
I um, think it he was, was the a kid from Micah Parsons, Penn State yeah. linebacker. There we go. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember his name. Niners got uh, Trey Lance. Yes. And uh, they, they, the most obvious smokescreen of all time was Mac Jones. That you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I regret talking about him the way I did in the lead up to it, where I didn't see that because I. I was talking about for the like two weeks because I get my, my brain That's is because you watch so much get up because I remember <laughs> yeah. the lead up because I'm working from home now. So I can yeah. put get up on when I don't have any <laughs> meetings between nine and 10. And I just, that's all they talked about for two yeah, weeks. Mac Jones to the Niners. Yes. Was the Niners in tr- like Mac Jones. That's all they talked about. I, I was having a fit and I'm just like, how is Mac Jones the least mobile, least talented quarterback uh, uh, a month ago, uh, and now he's going third um, based on zero new information. And like I, I should have known better. Uh, what, but instead, I sit there and I listen to Dan Orlovsky just scream, probably just r- ruining the morning for his his wife and his children when he <laughs> when he sits in whatever corner of whatever room it is in his house, um, just barking his stupid opinions. And and I didn't know enough to know that like no one is the 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 Niners do not want Mac Jones. Who, I, by the way, is probably a fine quarterback. But I I believe I went on record saying if they traded all this for Mac Jones, I'm going to be upset. I like I don't even know that much about like evaluating quarterbacks, but it seems to me you could have gotten him at ten. Something that I thought was really fantastic was when uh. Tim Hasselbeck was uh, analyzing tape of Mac Jones and they found one. I, uh, uh, I don't remember if it was him, his analysis or he was the one that reacted to it. Cause I don't remember the second person was in the conversation, but I believe it was Tim Hasselbeck found one clip of Mac Jones making a, a bad decision. And they played the clip of that. And he's just like, so as upset, so like, as you can see, there's still a lot of adjustments that he needs to make that we're not sure he's going to be able to do at elite level. And then I, I can't remember who he was talking to, but this guy's just like, come on, like you can't just find one clip of this guy and say that. And Tim Hasselbeck reacted like, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, He's like, come on, like, why are you doing this? Like, you know, (laughs) this is our job like that. Like, that's basically what it was like. He couldn't believe that the guy didn't just agree. Like he was was just like, why? Like, you're like, don't. Yeah. It's like, don't make me like pull the curtain back uh, (laughs) on this on this in front of everybody. Like, you know, I had to find that clip. Like, I don't like I, you know, I don't believe this. And it's I've I've never really seen them like uh, like crack like that like you know when like you know when Stephen A is is leaning into something too hard because you the things that he obviously doesn't care about but like he's so good at just his shtick at this point like there's the clip going around of him talking about the Oilers getting knocked out of the playoffs <laughs> like yeah he did like, one about the Leafs too now that's his new thing. Yeah, he just he only talks about uh, playoff upsets and embarrassments. Yeah, but yeah, that show I've been watching a little bit of it. I've never been able to watch it before, besides the clips of you know the classic skip clips. Um, but it's inane. I don't know how people watch that. It's tough. Like the whole like uh, the Molly like Jalen Rose's wife, like I, like I 
I don't get it. I don't get the show. I don't get the appeal at all. I genuinely had no idea that's who she was married yeah, to. She's yeah, I didn't know that either. No, no idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Max Kellerman just signs up to get abused for that show. Like, he is just the punching bag. Well, now he has to do his whole Kawhi Leonard is actually the best player in the league as they're about to get knocked out probably tomorrow night. Like, that's it. That was his whole thing for two years, and he's still on it, I think, that Kawhi's the new king of L.A. now that LeBron is going to get knocked out. But what happens if Kawhi gets knocked out, Max? That's that's my first take question. I, I got to tell you, um, I don't watch enough basketball to have – an opinion one way or the other. Um, I'm actually now that I'm, I'm concerned that I've been talking to my microphone at a bad angle this entire show and that I'm going to be too quiet. Um, so I've adjusted it and now I sound much richer and fuller. Um, I don't watch enough basketball to have opinions about who is actually the best player. I, I could not tell you who the best player in the league is right now. Um, like, and, and when, Everyone went in on uh, not everyone Liam when Liam went in on me and the Dismal Tide Discord for <laughs> for for believing the Knicks could win because I watched like eleven Knicks games this year and I'm just like yeah I wanted them to like I don't know like I wanted them to win yeah and well, uh like I I genuinely don't know who the best basketball player I can is tell right you now. who the, the best basketball player in the league is and it's really not close if he's healthy and it's it's Kevin Durant and. I don't think it's particularly close right now at this moment. I'm, I, you know, let's hope he gets hurt. Oh. No, I'm not above just hoping <laughs> for that. Uh, I mean, it could happen. Hey, the Sixers are dealing with an Embiid injury again, so I don't care. I'm just going to wish it on everyone at this point. But besides LeBron, who probably no, going to get knocked Durant, out tonight, for sure. There's nobody in the league who can turn it on at any second and just decide I'm gonna I'm gonna make every shot, other than Durant. Like he's just he's he has that that thing where he could take a shot from anywhere and you think it's gonna go in. Yeah, I I, I would also really like to have James Harden on my team. He could exactly, just, <laughs> you know, both of them. And, and honestly, one of the ones I was thinking about the way you described that, like turning Kyrie it on, and just getting a Kyrie. Thing, yeah. yeah, it's those three guys who I'm just terrified of. And you have the best three point shooter in the league with them. Yep, Joe, Joe Harris. Harris. Yeah, and it, then they just throw Blake out there, who they got for nothing, and. Why not? The only thing you can say is that like chemistry has to count for something. And like maybe it never will again after this season. Because if they yeah. win a title after playing together like six times. But the thing is that Harden and Durant played together for a couple years and That's true. I mean it, I just think I just think chemistry they I think they're all so good that it doesn't yeah, it doesn't they don't need to play together to figure out how to play together, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And they, I think it it also proves how little coaching matters in the NBA. Steve it's, Nash just like showing up. But somebody was saying yeah. on one of those NBA analysis shows, they're like, it's good to see uh, Steve Nash like Nash like step into his coaching shoes and just say that like, listen, you can't, we can't just start DeAndre Jordan. Like we we can't. <laughs> He's not an NBA no. starter anymore, and it, Joe Harris has to start. It's like it's good to see him get that done. Like, if yeah, I, I agree. if I may shoehorn in yet another soccer reference. Um, it, it reminds, it's the, it's Zidane managing Real Madrid. It's here's yeah. a guy, here's a guy who all these players respect, like his, what, what he can actually do tactically, like Zidane couldn't go win the Europa league with Sevilla. No. no. Um, but he is one of the top 
10 players of the last. Yeah, but he's one of the, the top five, top 10 players the last 30 years. And as such, everyone there respects him. Like, and they'll listen yeah. to what he has to say and he can keep them organized and keep them on the same page um, in a way like where you won't have some mutiny where um, like if like if like Unai Emery went in to manage Madrid and when Ronaldo was there, Ronaldo would just be like, who the yeah. fuck is this guy? Like, look at like if Ronald uh, Coleman went in. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Barca today said he's coming back. You, Yeah, apparently I, again, I, I. Uh, I've I've started uh, against my better judgment. I have started following like Arsenal banter accounts. Um, oh, no, what are you no. doing with your? Life? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm losing. It. I'm cracking. And um, <laughs> and uh, not like the most egregious ones. Some that are actually like have have fun, but like uh, <laughs> Gunnar Kima. But, but, uh, no, <laughs> he's a Liverpool no. fan now, anyway. So well, he's oh, he's, actually, well, he's, I don't know he, where he is now. He's a legend for constantly changing teams and having uh, public meltdowns. I mean, he's just he transcends the sport. He's just he's he's special outside the sport um but uh uh but no it's always got I, the guys with names who would just be like afc chief i don't yeah. uh, but it'll be an obama yang picture and then you'll go to the tweets and it'll be some of the most racist stuff you've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> no, no no these guys all have palestinian flags and they're okay in their, that's uh, good display names <laughs> i managed to keep it to that at least um but uh but because of that i end up uh they'll um be interacting with or yelling at um uh sort of the more ridiculous um uh accounts uh, or like quote tweeting them to make fun of them um so i so i ended up getting recommended a bunch of them um so i saw that uh memphis Depay going to barcelona was dependent on coleman staying but um, oh, wow. we'll see if that's true but memphis by the way um underrated for uh, most annoying guy um his music is terrible his clothing brand is terrible his uh his press releases about how um about how he's making the decision on his future uh with a team of trusted professionals <laughs> <laughs> just like this if like if 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 he were at a team that was bigger than leon like uh everyone would just be like this sucks man but yeah. he, he flies into the radar currently if he goes to barcelona People are going to start making fun of his clothing brand. Well, I just think it's going under the radar too. That hey, Barcelona is only signing guys on freeze. What's up with that? Um, I know they have a lot of debt, but it seems like there's a bubble about to burst. Well, because uh, they put their stadium um, reconstruction on hold. They were gonna <laughs> fix up. Uh, yeah, well, I, I've heard about that. They're just like under crushing debt, and COVID yes. hasn't done them any favors. And they had a bunch of payments that were due when they got those pushback. They missed well, payroll a bunch of times. What's important is they signed uh, Messi's friend, Sergio Aguero, mm -hmm. uh, a player who doesn't suit Messi's style. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I think the biggest takeaway from La Liga this year was they let Suarez go on a free, and he turned to was the best player in the league. <laughs> just they didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay. They're just like used to uh, like, look, we can only keep so many old guys around here and uh, you're not one of us, uh, you know, in the end, uh, you're, uh, you're part of the Ajax Academy. Scored 20 you know. goals this year. And yeah. so just like went deep down and just like, yeah, you might be Messi's friend, but um, 
you know, you're, you didn't, you're not, didn't come through, uh, uh, La Masia. So, well, which is not because when I went to, I went to, I went to a Barcelona game in Barcelona in November, 2019. And, um, it was, you know, they already had signed Griezmann by that point, but all the marketing stuff was messy and Suarez. Like they had like videos you watched on the tour and it was all Suarez, which is just nuts that they just dumped him a year later because he, he was a focal point of <laughs> at that stadium. Yeah, I mean, he well, he's also just like is a, a force one of the of best strikers. He's a force of nature, like he's he. Um, well, Gerard said he's the best striker he's ever played with. So, which is that, not. I mean, that's that's uh, yeah. yeah. Torres, High praise, Owens, considering Fowler. yeah. Yeah, considering yeah, uh, Torres specific, especially uh, peak Fernando Torres. Yeah, Peter Crouch. I was gate kept uh, <laughs> pretty hard by a Real Madrid fan over the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, my friend is it, is is it because you U. pronounced it? Is it because you pronounced it Real Madrid? Uh, probably. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> my friend's a Man U fan, and I am a brand new Atleti fan, uh, and. Uh, we were yelled at very thoroughly for uh, she was she was saying like names to me from people yep. in the uh, in La Liga and I was like yeah I don't know who that is but you, your team got second place it really sucks yeah, I'm I'm, very I'm, sorry. The, I'm I'm the champion what yeah. do you got to say to me <laughs> I did it's a like, lot of I don't that. have to know who these people are I did a lot of that I I I pretended that any of my choices have meaning I gave her a lot of just like you know what I think really pushed him over the edge me. I think it was me specifically. I think that if I had been a Real Madrid fan, I think they probably would have won. <laughs> but uh, like after after well, she left, and she was like a really good friend of mine. Uh, after she left, though, I just I was like talking to my friend who's a Man U fan and just like continuing my outrage. It was like, don't even pretend like you've had a bad meal in your fucking life because you're a Real Madrid fan. Like I know you know the league, yeah, but uh, like get a- out, get off my ass. Well, that's the thing that yeah, bothers I'm, I'm me. I'm not gonna take any shit off of fan of the most popular and successful team that's ever been. Yeah. She's a Yankees Real Madrid fan. It's that like, there's, there's... <laughs> I'll give it to her in football. She's well, you... well, there you go. You can't, uh, you can't have it all. Well, th- that's how I feel about international Manchester United fans who like complain about the Glazers in stuff like that where it's really only affecting the people in Manchester because the stadium's a dump and tickets are expensive. But how many titles they won at least two or three leagues with when the Glazers own them. And yeah, like they, they spent more on players than anybody besides Man City. Oh, they, they won more than that. The Glazers yeah. came in in like 2005. So they still had like uh, what I guess Chelsea got a few in there. Uh, but I, I, I guess what four maybe, and then yeah. like they they've still they've won the Europa League, they've still won a couple FA Cups. Like, but the, the thing is, um, uh, my friend Aaron, uh, uh online, like when he, uh, I I uh, uh, I quote tweeted my my favorite United banter account, United Trey, UTD Trey. Um, he is uh just con- like it. Anytime something bad happens to Manchester United, I have to check in to see what he said because, it, and it's always just like a complete meltdown. He's yeah. just losing it all the time. He can't like, um, <laughs> uh, but somehow he always bounces back. Um, but I, I checked in with him and he's just, and he said something like four years without a trophy. And uh, Aaron, who's a Villa fan, just goes like four years. And I just said, I'm like, I have some sympathy for United fans. 
in that they like they had it hard in that they genuinely didn't ever think it would end. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. So that they they thought that this 20 genuinely like 20 year gravy train <laughs> of like the entire Ferguson era we would just go on forever. Yeah. And they uh well they, they got two Champions League wins in that time. Uh both were lucky. I mean, look, I, I'm in no position to talk shit, but I, I'm gonna go ahead. No, and yeah. Say both were, <laughs> both were lucky. What well, one was in like the uh, 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 a completely unbelievable collapse from Bayern Munich, who again hard to call a team that wins that much cursed, but basically with it, it, they, for some reason they lose Champions League finals in like absolutely crushing ways all the time um and uh the other one uh john terry slipped in a penalty shootout in a uh you know if john terry uh, makes that penalty his entire legacy is different uh, he's still known as a uh very bad person but yeah uh, he's not the guy who slipped in moscow you know what my favorite john terry moment is is when he's in the box um and he falls and then the boot comes and cracks him right in the head you remember that John Terry gets kicked in the head. <laughs> oh, uh, in the in the 2007 League Cup. Cup final, a oh, League Cup, yeah, that's what it was, yeah, yeah, it was against Arsenal. Abu Dhabi yeah. kicked him in the face. And, One of the greatest, um, most well deserved kicks of all time. Yeah, um, he like uh, he his brain got scrambled real good right there, but he was racist before that. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> he. <laughs> Um, uh, my favorite, uh, John Terry thing is, uh, when he was, uh, photographed parking his Bentley in a handicap spot. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's plenty. Um, uh, when he, uh, uh, when he had sex with Wayne Bridge's wife oh, yeah. and, um, and the, the guardian did a minute by minute, uh, of just the, the, Chelsea versus City game, not just the Chelsea versus City game, but specifically a Terry versus Bridge minute by minute, <laughs> and um, uh, <laughs> uh, and just uh, keep it. Uh, that's when uh, John Terry had a, uh, uh, despite being a guy who uh, looks very sort of buttoned down, decided to have a mohawk. Um, uh, so that that was also an odd choice for him at the time because it uh, looked very unnatural. So that was a delight. Um. Uh, but you know, I'll, I'll tell you this: you see him uh, as one of the assistants for Villa. He's still in excellent shape. Looks like he could still do it. All right, we've delayed this enough. Let's watch this great Iron Heights episode. <laughs> <laughs> I hate John Terry so much. I don't. I, I don't know who my most hated player ever is, but it's he's right up there. Him, yeah, Harry Kane should be up there for. Oh Jesus! The dirtiest player in the Premier League right now. The thing that he does, where he does, he's like soccer's Bruce Bowen, where yeah, um, how Bowen would guys, always do, yeah, yeah uh, uh, that thing, that that's ridiculous, and that there's yeah. never been like any punishment for it yeah. whatsoever. So what um, happens, Brennan, is guys go up for headers, and then Harry Cable step under them. And, oh, um, well, that's good. Yeah, and they'll land on them and the, like the fuck themselves up. Yeah, exactly. He's in. He's gonna go to Man City for. A, a ridiculous amount of money this summer. Um, I I don't know. 
I don't know why they do it. I don't know. I, obviously, he's fantastic. And where else is the, he going to go, though? But, That's the thing. I, but what Tottenham are going to ask like $150 million for him. It's Or or, maybe, or at least at least one hundred. And that would and City spend stupid money, but they don't really spend like record breaking money. They always like basically anytime they need somebody, they go and spend fifty or sixty million. Um, and but but they don't go and buy like Mbappe, whatever. Um, and Harry Kane, uh, while still excellent, is twenty eight and uh has a very blighted injury history especially recently so he'd be very expensive with no resale value maybe he's the guy that gets you over the top in the champions league but when teams recently have seemed to go and spend big money on guys to get them over the top it doesn't work uh citing specifically uh cristiano going to juventus but Again, uh, every all situations are different and things are changing constantly. But I, I mean, can he can Kane can do anything though? He's so dynamic. He's uh, like he the he does that sort of same kind of Benzema sort of like uh, you know nine and a half sort of thing, where his passing ability is also extraordinary, which feels like it would suit Pep very well. Uh, as a guy who wishes he could start 11 central midfielders. You know what I've been hearing more this summer than I've heard in the past is the we'll sign them and then they'll go to NYCFC at the end of their, their contract. <laughs> That's when they were talking about the Rombos to Man City rumors that that was the deal. He'd play two years for Pep and then go play for NYCFC. That's funny. The Red Bull kind of have the opposite thing going. Uh, Sergio Ramos, uh, a, a like 38 year old Sergio Ramos to NYCFC playing in a baseball stadium, just getting shredded by a, a, a bunch of just super athletic, completely talentless MLS like strikers. Would, It'd be would nothing be, better. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I still blame him. Hackensack. Yeah, I still blame him for that Champions League final. If he doesn't hurt Mo Salah, Liverpool went back to back Champions League. That was that was fucked. Yeah. And uh yeah, Sergio Ramos uh you know, it it's uh he, he's never hurt me personally, but uh but no, you're right. He's 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 a real he's fucker. Yeah. He's scum. And like it's uh Spanish it, nationalist allegedly as well. Just a huge piece of shit. <laughs> they left him out of the team. Good. He's done. Actually, this is the first Spain team in some like unbelievable amount of years that has had no Real Madrid players. That's 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 insane. That's pretty incredible. I have to I have yeah. to double check that because injuries might have changed that. But uh, but I mean, uh, yeah, there, I, I I guess like uh, um, I'm surprised they wouldn't take like Asensio or something like that. But um, but but apparently not. Any Atleti players on there? Isn't Llorente Spanish? Um, very much so. Yes, he's born My in boy. Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy uh, some, somebody put a map on the uh, uh, the soccer subreddit yesterday uh, like a where you could click around and see where every single player playing in the Euros was born um, uh, which is very fun as a big fan of maps I uh, really love that yeah and, Lorente uh, and Koke are on um, from Athleti yeah. yeah I mean there's only two Barcelona players which is 
Jordi Alba and Pedri, which is no, there's three. Sorry, Busquets is still there. Good old Sergio, still, still there. Well, I watched. I, I watched well more than half of Athletic's games, and I still don't know what they're looking to do in the off season. I have no idea. I don't know who's leaving. I don't know who's staying. They'll, uh, they'll probably stay pretty much the same. Maybe sign a couple guys from other La Liga teams. I don't. If I, if I, yeah. I don't think the worry is so much what they're going to do. I'd say the worry is more what Real's going to do. They don't have any money. They don't have any money either. So, they, so, so we're just we could they could repeat like why yes. not? Yeah, exactly. What a fun time to get like a weirdly good team. Yeah, because Madrid just collapsing. Yeah, Madrid <laughs> just redid the Bernabeu, so there was a ton of money and there. W- by the way, they made it into a totally characterless like stadium. Like the yeah. I I saw the outside of it. It looks like like the Allianz Arena or something like that, where it's just like hyper modern, and just it just uh really sticks out in the middle of like, you know, downtown Madrid that it just looks bad. Before we do get into anything besides soccer talk, I do have a conspiracy theory. I want to bring up. Oh, please. Is that um, the only reason Trent Alexander Arnold made the team was to save face because he left today with an injury. So I think it was never Southgate's intent to pick him, but he knew he was going to have to send him home. So they picked them to save face, and now they won't have four right backs on the team. That, I, I, I guess. I mean, I, I know that. Um, I, I tend to believe what people say too too much, but like, I know that like like uh, Southgate said uh, the other day, just like, no, I talked to him three weeks ago. He's been in. Like uh, all the media speculation about him not being in was, uh, you know, that's all you guys. But like, he knew, and I knew that he was in. Um, he was real bad this year until like the last two or three games. Like he was not the same player. Yeah. But I mean, but the way Liverpool play that if with, because with, uh, with the center backs being hurt. Oh, that, know, I that, mean that, that hurt that a lot. That makes a but... huge difference because the way Trent played when he goes so far up, like without having, but, uh, and with, with Henderson too, like uh, without yeah. having that like tight midfield three and without having the speed of, uh, uh, Virgil and with Gomez, who can go and cover all that space that's yeah. in behind Trent. I mean, he is gonna 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 end up looking bad. Because, I think uh, that is part of it, but he was worse going forward than he was anything this year. Like he he led the he had like forty more giveaways than the next closest player going forward in the league. Damn. Yeah. That I did not know. Yeah, like he he did not look the same guy going for and that could have just been he was exhausted from you know having to cover so much space but yeah well at the very least i mean now he's getting the summer off yeah which is great because i mean i didn't think i could care anymore but when allison becker headed that goal in god that was incredible yeah i wish i i i i missed it i was at the beer store (laughs) i (laughs) wasn't I went for a, I I watched the I watched the uh, the first half of it and I'm just like I'm gonna go for a walk and then I, I walked around <laughs> went to the uh went, went to the weird little beer store talked to the woman behind the counter for for ten minutes about cans and then uh, I come back and and lo and behold I've missed the <laughs> Premier League moment of the year and that's that, how it go that's how it goes sometimes I thought there was a chance Klopp was going to leave just because of how bad they were playing and the whole Super League stuff. But then they just pulled that fourth place, well, third place finish out of their ass. Yeah. 
insane. It was a, a frantic end of the season, but hey, thank, thankfully Leicester and Chelsea had so many games at the end of the year. It really helped <laughs> Liverpool. If Leicester, I, they're going to finish fifth every single year forever. Well, you're not going to, you're not going to get Champions League with Brendan Rodgers. I'll tell you that much. Well, you should know. That's right. Well, I got you to second. Yeah, but that didn't count once. All right, <laughs> that that team should have won the league. That that was yeah. A, that was Third. the most talented team. Third time is the charm. We're 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 gonna watch we're this gonna... damn episode of Gridiron Heights. All right, I'm I'm in the watch together. Hold on, I gotta get find the window now. The tab. Here we go. All right, this is uh the pre-draft episode. Uh, veteran quarterbacks are desperate. Let's begin with the mantra. Mac one. Uh, making it to the Super Bowl was an accomplishment. Oh, yeah, he uses those fonts on Instagram. All in favor, kicking Pat out of the group. Wait, hold on. Hold on one second. Project XO. Was that Yoda? Like, is Pat Mahomes supposed to be Yoda? Hey, he's just, they give him a fucked up voice. One of, uh, one of the few things that I appreciate about Gridiron Heights is how stupid the Mahomes voice is because he has a he does have a genuinely terrible speaking voice. Yeah, but I mean he has a Texas accent. He doesn't sound like Yoda in, in real That's life. True. He just sounds like he should be on King of the Hill. He doesn't sound like <laughs> like Yoda. <laughs> like uh, he said he sounds like Boomhauer kind of. I always think of the uh I don't remember whose quote it was, but it was about David Beckham. Where it was just go, you look at him and you see all the talent and the the lifestyle that he has and his looks and uh, you know and in his uh, his beautiful family and then you hear his voice and you say, <laughs> "Well, that's fair." <laughs> so uh, I, I I feel that I feel that way about Mahomes. <laughs> Our coaches can't scout a real QB to replace us if they're too busy scouting a fake QB. I really don't think we're gonna be replaced. I'm trying my best. Finally, another Kirk Cousins. Fine! It's time for fake QB prospect, Rock Moxie. We're going to need to think young and hip, so I enlisted Drew Locke in the hizzy. Ooh! my man station slash state-of-the-art draft sim. Really banking on y'all to save your voice job. Step one, get the word out. You know, I'm hearing a lot of good things about this Brock Moxie. I don't trust Justin Fields' background. You know, Ohio State. You know, Brock Moxie with the North Hawaii Christian military? That place is a dang QB factor. Wow. Step two, hype videos. Well, there's almost no tape on Trey Lance. Oh, so you know I love him. Yeah, uh, you know who there's even less tape on? Bro, you look great, but we're not supposed to see your face. Step three, let the media do its thing. Connor, Brock Moxie, is the hype real? Look, Lefko, my player comp is Patrick Mahomes mixed with the trickster god Loki. My sources are saying that every other QB besides Brock Moxie... I think we can get the writer for the show on the dismal tide. <laughs> we gotta get him on. He said he only has like 600 Twitter followers, right? Yeah. And he's writing all of these? Yes. Hello, I'm rookie Brock Moxie. And I don't even have a baby voice. <gasps> kill, kill, kill. But things work out for me. I'm high. Hurry, he runs a 4 2 40. God, he escaped the pocket. Yeah, man, I just think who would I want to work in a coal mine with, and I dropped that guy, man. <laughs> Prepare to have a sophomore slump in hell. Watch out! Offensive, offensive lineman, lineman out of Oregon, Oregon Penny Sewell. Remember, this draft season, focus on your O-line. 
Huh, what's this? Must start quarterback controversy. Gigad, please, think of all the children with their Andy Dalton Bears jerseys. May have been the worst one yet. I'm sorry, I interrupted your soccer talk for that. See, that- now, it got a genuine, uh, the one genuine laugh that it got out of me was for uh, the uh, the Gruden. Um, I I just, I, I can't stand John Gruden. So, I just, he's an animal. Um. I hate the baby voice for rookies that they do. It's my, it's, there's a, I mean, nothing about it is good, but that in particular sucks so bad. I hate it. I, I just next week, uh, you're, you're going to get a text message from me and I'm going to say surprise guest. And it's going to be the guy who wrote these. <laughs> And I'm going to make you be nice to him for an hour. No, we can't do that. This is like... Um, <laughs> you got to only ask him about the baby voice. That's what that's what I would do. Like, who made that choice? No, um, I, I I think... Like, do you remember um, in the in the early days of Go Off Kings? Like, I think uh, uh, Stefan managed to convince someone like, but not necessarily like the Kent State gun girl. What's her name? Caitlin Bennett. Bennett. Um, someone like but not necessarily her. It might have been her. Like, convince her to come on the show. And then he's it talking about it. And he's talking about it on the stream. And and Jesse's telling him, just like, like, why? Like, what are we going to do? Like, why? For what? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> and like, that's that's how I would feel about it. And just like, we got to pretend like we, we can't talk to this guy. And it's like, what are we going to tell him? We could make him watch the breakdowns of his stuff. We oh, can no, watch no, that's <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be really funny, actually. That, that'd be out, the meanest out. thing you could do. But check out this. Remember the Groundhog's Day episode of Baker Mayfield? I know there's a breakdown of that one. We're, yeah, but I mean, we're not like the Opie and Anthony show here. Like, I don't have that in me. I, that would that would like this. This sucks, obviously. But, you know, this guy, this guy's never heard of us. He doesn't know that we're having this conversation and he might, for all we know, agree. And he's just getting paid uh, $200 per episode. Yeah, I mean, it, um, to like to his credit, like having to write um, some comedy every week is hard. Two and a half, not just but, comedy, but specifically NFL related comedy, which generally like sports can't i i believe are like inherently funny like some like things will happen that are genuinely ridiculous but like sports comedy like jokes about sports yeah very low success rate that's why norm mcdonald's sports show is still on everyone's yeah. still talking about katie nolan because sports <laughs> comedy is so easy it's yeah it's like there's a bunch of things that will happen during actual games that will make you laugh and but then, like the the things that are truly ridiculous, like the thing is because they're few and far between, people will start talking about them and joking about them, and then you're sick of hearing about it almost immediately. Oh yeah, like that's that like that's part of the the problem there. Like this show, not uh, Gridiron Heights, but the Dismal Tide. Like you know, like it's like talking about sport. It, it, a lot of these things are funny that we talk about and we have fun talking about them. And I like to think at our best, we're funny talking about it, 
But if you try to actually do scripted comedy about sports, absolutely not. That's the if we try to. Um, I'm open to doing uh, some like Christmas pageant at some point, but it would mostly be about the show. It would not be about sports in general. I love a scripted Christmas pageant. Uh, I'm just I'm just on this guy's Twitter now. <laughs> <laughs> Writer, showrunner of Gridiron Heights at Bleacher Report. Hell yeah. D fly away home, and I noticed Tegan follows him as well. Well, at at, at your urging, or uh, because she enjoys the show, I can't imagine she just almost the certainly show. her urging. Uh, right, it would be that, more that, than I could bear matter. to have him on, but I I would I would do it. I would definitely have him on, but I wouldn't well, do it without your without your uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I can't. I would I, can't. I would have him on, and we would watch. 15 of these episodes with him and we can get the behind the scenes <laughs> you're not I laughing why are you laughing i can't think of anyone that like we insult that that we could have on the show because like like imagine like imagine like dan orlovsky came on the show like dude can you imagine how unhappy i'd be about that that i'd have to like because in the end, we'd end up being like, Dan, like, you're a pretty cool guy. Like, I'm glad you did this. Like, that was that was so nice of you. Like, this I is a thousand percent don't think um, I could treat Dan Orlovsky like that. I don't think he's a cool guy. I don't think if you, like, sat and had a beer with Dan Orlovsky, mm. you would come away like, you know no. what? He's not too bad. No. Uh, well, also, he would just never agree to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, just the but first even, person I thought of. Even the hypothetical of Dan Orlovsky is... Just like, like, I would love to like be like, "Hey Dan, what did you mean by this?" And then read um, <laughs> his like racist bullshit. Like, read his apology that he had, where he was like, "You know, I was pretty racist growing up, and then I went to UConn, and finally, um, wasn't racist anymore." Fine, finally, yeah, things changed. You know, yeah. there's uh, there's actually a lot more black people in Connecticut than you assume. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know about Hartford and Bridgeport? Because I didn't until I went to stores. I think the only way stores. I could do that that sort of thing is if I just said to myself, like, I'm going to get him to hang up in 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, well, that's something different entirely. I mean, if, if you just if you just try to bully him off the phone, I mean, that's um, I mean, well, again, we're, we're into some classic like talk radio bits. Where like that that would happen all the time. Where you basically bring on a guest just to harass them, um, maybe. You're just much it. more interested in that. Just bullying this man with 600 followers. Um. Oh no, not that guy specifically. He's got it bad enough. Obviously, he's got to write this show. Um. <laughs> Let's hire him. What do you think he costs? We need a bit. Less than five hundred dollars. <laughs> All right, we're gonna to put together a Patreon. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna express get the Patreon going, and I think, I think out of obligation, I think we could get thirty bucks on Patreon, and we're gonna <laughs> and we're, and, and that uh, we'll we'll make an offer. <laughs> just just getting guests uh, on the show, just hoping that they'll become patrons. <laughs> well, looking for somebody is... five five bucks to throw around. There is a podcast I used to watch a lot on YouTube about um, collecting baseball hats. 
And the guy who hosted it did that exact thing where he's like, if you want to keep being a guest on the show, you need to give to my Patreon. <laughs> oh, Cause no. he would, he would have Making like six guys. Yeah. He does like six guys on the show at one time. <laughs> and so he's just like, you know, if you want to keep coming on, uh, you need to give to my Patreon. So the only, so all the guests are the patrons. Yes. And there's like four of them. Creating Wait, a I, community. By the way, I don't know much about that. I know that you and Matt will, will talk about them, but, um, but the uh, the ML Hats and mm-hmm. Professor Hatter. Yes. I'm, well, ML, I'm a... ML Hats is now known as the Hat Villain PHC. He changed, <laughs> he changed his name. Yeah. The well, Hat I'll, Villain. I'll never forget. There was one episode where, like, they're just, um, you know, talking about, like, sh- bullshit. And then this guy just pops into the screen laying in bed on a mattress with no sheet um, with sunglasses on. <laughs> and it's, he's like i just had surgery <laughs> and then they just <laughs> and it was they just made him like they made him take the glasses off <laughs> um they just like would not leave the guy alone for the next 40 minutes and the podcast was like four hours and 40 minutes long he's just in, just in agony just yeah. laying on this bear mattress <laughs> <laughs> just just wants just to talk de- about hats and just desperate for pain medication yeah <laughs> just, just just wants to ta- talk about that new 5950 from like the las vegas 51s <laughs> or whatever that that team was that's what it was the former yeah. mets affiliate now the syracuse mets yeah that's because there's like three minor league baseball team hats that they all collect and that's one of them that rules. Yeah, but but yeah, uh, on uh, on Instagram, I'll I'll see like uh, like suggested for you. It's like ML hats, like followed by you and Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, ML hats just sells hats on Instagram. Professor Hatter he uses Instagram the way it's meant to be used <laughs> to talk to engage about hats. Yes, <laughs> promote his um his videos where he will spend forty minutes, um. Like he did his last video series was he created a hypothetical um, 40 year battle between lids and hat club (laughs) and like played it out in two 40 minute videos about like how it would change the industry. (laughs) But over the over a 40 year timeline. Yes. Like between now and 2060. Yes. (laughs) How if lids starts selling hats with colored underbrims. Oh no! That was the impetus, <laughs> because that's what Hat Club, I guess, is known for. Is they have like royal blue and yeah, underbrim. Yeah, you can get the yes. Uh, uh, I, uh, there was a Hat Club. The well, the, the brick and mortar store was uh was down in uh in, in Soho for a while. I think they were Hat Club Soho, and then they became Hat Club NoHo. They moved to, they, they moved over like six blocks. Yeah, so his whole theory is that lids can retake the hat market in forty years if they if they start um, having limited drops like Hat Club. I I think I've I I know that I've mentioned this before, but I don't know if I ever mentioned it on the show, so I'll say it. Um, I remember being in the Quaker Bridge Mall or Burlington Center, one of the two New Jersey malls. Oh God! Um, and I was standing in lids. And I, this must have been 2002. 
and I'm looking at stuff in lids and a guy like sticks his head in the door and then just goes, man, lids fell off. And the guy behind the, and the, and the guy behind the counter goes, lids did not fall off. Second time I heard that today. <laughs> and now, and now like 19 years later, there is a plan for lids over the course of the next yeah. 60 years or the next 40 years. I love how it's like, to, like to, one to hat. supplant hat club. One hat at a time. Like 40 years to take over hat club. They're beholden to what, you know, uh, well, lo logo athletic was putting out at the time. You know, it's mm -hmm. not like lids makes the hats themselves. I'll tell you why lids will fail though now because they're <laughs> owned by Fanatic. The worst, the worst, Fanatic. the worst Fanatic. thing that's ever happened. It all looks the like shit. I can't believe it. It does all look like absolute shit. We spent an entire episode a year ago just looking at hockey jerseys and hockey oh, merchandise. Yeah. All the Star Wars hockey merchandise they have. The had Fanatic is... hats are some of the worst. Like the Fanatic branded hats are some of the worst you could. It's all just very expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did you know that the big Fanatic crossover now is Pac-Man NBA? So you can get NBA Pac-Man t-shirts now. Sick. Fantastic. The uh, Sixers owner owns the Fanatics. Yes. Fanatic yes. or whatever. Josh Harris. So cool. Just the worst shit. I remember when they started making uh, masks during the pandemic. It was like yes. they, used, they used the Phillies uh, uniform to make a mask. Yeah, I remember they made Super a big cool. deal about um, how they re retrofitted their factories. We're the, using the, these sewing machines to sew some, something slightly different and yeah. easier. Fantastic. So I am on Fanatic right now. And the number one selling jersey, can you guess what it is? Uh, NFL. Mm, Tom Brady. No. Tom Brady is fourth. It's um Justin Fields. Oh wow! Number two though is Tebow. That's what I wanted to get to. Jesus, well, that's he, the he only has, reason they he has got a him number eighty-five. Yeah. He's on the team. Najee Harris is third though. I'm running back for the Steelers. Yeah, no. Oh, I'm trying to find the fanatics. There we go. Yeah. I mean, he's outselling Trevor Lawrence. Two of his jerseys are outselling Trevor Lawrence. Which it's is the Jaguars are still going to be garbage this year. Oh, yeah. Bad. They're going to be quite bad. Uh, Ooh, yeah, and everything's is, just what? crazy expensive. Oh, yeah. They're $120 for a jersey now. Oh, that went up by 20 bucks. Yeah. They were, they were, uh, they were 100 Yeah, they were 99 Yeah. Yeah. I bought a Brady one last year, and yeah, I think I paid ninety nine. Ah, uh, Jesus. Well, I mean, I, th there's, there's like no, I, uh, I, I considered getting a CD Lamb jersey, but uh, I don't know. I don't think I need it. Actually, it was eighty nine. I'm looking at the one I bought, eighty nine. Wonder what they they have an entire golf page, but it mostly seems dedicated to tournaments and not players. Well, yeah, because they make probably make all the merchandise for the the tournaments. There's a there's a pain store tab. Uh, again, a golfer has been dead for twenty years. Yeah. From, and a, when actually not a plane crash, but when like the, the pressure, plane froze. The, yeah. yeah, the the pressure dropped inside the cabin, and they all froze to death. Yes. Um, 
but uh, horrific. A, yes. And uh, I like how the the fifth golfer is Danny Willett, who what won the Masters five years ago, <laughs> and has never been heard from again. Um, but anyway, eight hundred dollar Pain Store Fanatics Authentic Deluxe Vertical Framed Autograph Collectible. So it does have it all. So I I see why it's expensive. Again, he's been dead for some time. In NBA clearance, they have a Philadelphia 76ers branded exclusive mock neck full zip jacket for $55. I could look like I'm on the team for $55, guys. Oh, I found out something the other day is that the next town over from me has a Dick's Sporting Goods closeout store. Which is something Ooh, I've look. never seen before. There might be some good stuff that slips well, through the cracks there. They had um, a Liverpool like training jacket, but they didn't have my size. They only had smalls and then triple XLs. So it's just like, ah, uh, that's why it's the closeout store. But check out the check out the Hearthstone hat I just posted in the in the. That chat. sucks. That sucks. That's <laughs> maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. And I like it. Do you know there's a whole category of Hearthstone hats? Oh, it's three of them but <laughs> i saw uh, I, I'm, I'm i'm doing a deep dive on the, the gaming oh. tab here oh do you know like, who sells look- sports merchandise now sports memorabilia is there's gamestop has sports memorabilia now on their website of course i, I looked the, up the, star wars in here and every team oh, in no. the exact same star wars shirt it's just han luke and leia like the classic poster just superimposed. It says mm-hmm. Green Bay Packers and just a picture of Han, Luke, and Leia uh, in green and yellow. It's really kind of silly. And every there's no differentiation. You can just get the Star Wars shirt for your team. <laughs> oh, but then you got the Darth Vader. Join us now. The New England Empire oh. flag. Oh boy, You're, I'm oh, gonna buy you no. that flag. <laughs> I, we like being the evil team. That's that's what I think. I like the Yankees embrace the evil empire name. Oh man! Oh, that's uh, that's this weekend, by the way. Red Sox Yankees first time all season, which seems nuts. That is, yeah. That it took until June third. Yeah, I mean Tampa's in first now, anyway. So, Subway Tampa's on an insane run. Yeah, I've been talking a lot about the Rays uh, the last like week or two. Uh, I think somebody must have posted a tweet about them or something, but just like just thinking about, well, first of all, they don't have any fans, really. Like, I don't, I've never met a Rays fan, and I don't even blame them because the ownership just has outright scorn for them. Like, you can't get attached to any players. Yeah. They're never going to pay anyone. They're going to trade everybody as soon as they pop, and they're still going to win. And it's very frustrating. And I've said this before they have some of the highest local TV ratings of any team. So really? they're not. They're not losing money. They're not like, yeah, this isn't like razor thin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have, they have some of the best ratings in in local TV because the stadium's nowhere near the like the city center. Like it's in St. Pete. It's not in Tampa. But you know, also, for- like it is weird when I have gone to Red Sox Rays games at Fenway. There are the occasional people in Rays care. I like the uh, there's there's a Baltimore Orioles beer koozie that says "Do or do not." There is no try. I mean that wow. is the the Orioles motto lately. They are very bad. I mean they have some good players coming up like Rushman, but still, not not a good not a good scene in in Baltimore right now, baseball you think, wise. You think there's any Sopranos gear on? 
fanatics. There could be. Nah. What if like Tony Soprano in a, like a Devils jersey? That'd the be that'd be, that'd be so cool. Well, friends. Well, there there is um uh one scene in the wire where Omar is wearing a Devils jersey. It's where McNulty is goes he? and like meets him in like a um in a cemetery and he's wearing a Devils jersey. Oh, uh, okay. I think I I can picture that. What's in the more tab? Oh, I have Let's done see. like the deep dive on hats, like the NASCAR hats, because you can get a Hooters hat because it's a NASCAR <laughs> sponsorship, like a Hooters racing. There's a lot of Hooters racing stuff on Fanatic. The... Fanatic's corporate gear. Oh, oh, let's go. I need that shitty looking Oh, F. how about the Fanatic's corporate pride flag t-shirt? Boom. Let's see. Martin Truex Jr. Martin Truex Jr. Um, he, uh, uh, my, my dad is friends with his dad. So that's, that's my connection to Martin Truex Jr. <laughs> they, they know each other through the, 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 uh, the, the tire industry. Chase Elliott is the Hooters driver. Did not know that. I think he's from the the Elliott clan of NASCAR drivers. But yeah, there's a I'm I need to get this $130 nylon Hooters racing jacket. <laughs> that Is it fireproof that would, flame retardant. <laughs> oh, I wish. That would be that'd be cool just like big Hooters fan. No, never been. <laughs> just love the team. <laughs> yeah. Go I wouldn't chase. Go. <laughs> I'm going to get oh. this Houston Colt 45's uh, Cooperstown collection hat. It is actually kind of cool. It's only $70. 500 plus NCAA teams. You can buy D3 merchandise on here. I always regret going to a college that's just barely too small to pop up in one of these lists. Like Temple is not there. Yeah. As someone who works for a company that's very similar to Fanatic, but sells a completely different thing, like you realize how little like overhead Fanatic actually has because it's all these manufacturers that are warehousing and shipping everything out. Like Fanatic probably has one or two warehouses in the country to like basically accept returns. It's like they're making so much money. It's 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 nuts <laughs> how much money they're making. Well, yeah, I mean, like none of the, this is all very like high margin stuff. Yeah. You know, like how much does it cost uh, a company to make a hat? I mean, and the, all they're the selling t-shirts, for $30. And like Brandon said, all the t-shirts are the same. So it's not like they're putting a lot of money into design when it's just one design just plastered yeah. with a different team. Let's check out this New York Red Bull stuff. I'm on the Temple Owls. Is actually, I don't know. I, I I feel like the more I'm on this, the more I'm going to talk myself into <laughs> buying something because there's like seventeen dollar well, t-shirts. I did have a great TJ Maxx find the other week where I got the Revolution kit for ten bucks that they're still using this year. See, that's outstanding. Yeah. Oh, Brad Marchand just scored the winner in overtime. Let's go. <laughs> Bruins are up two one in the series. I mean, they outshot the Islanders forty to twenty nine. They should have won. 
a Temple Owls, Owls uh, cornhole board. How much do you guys think that costs? Ooh. 80. Good question. That's a really good question. Um, I'm going to say... 110 actually now that I Yeah, know. it's probably more expensive than I think. Uh let's I'm going to 79.99. 119.99. Ooh, it's got it. Yeah, it had it. There's also a $320 version I looked up. <laughs> um 2x4 vintage design cornhole board set 320 bucks. Oh boy, I wonder if you have to buy the beanbag separately because the beanbags are listed here for 50 bucks. Oh, absolutely. No, I this bought. one comes with them. Includes material, 100% wood, and then cotton duck cloth bags. This is just like... It, does yours look like the uh, the reclaimed wood, the one you're looking at? Um, No. I'm looking at the... The other one. There's another one for three hundred twenty dollars. I see the, the one you're looking owls, at now. The premier one. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta, this says duck cloth gotta... too. If this Hearthstone hat was like fifteen dollars, I would buy it. Just the Hearthstone a... hat rules. It's to wear on stream. It, it it is really spectacularly ugly. There is and one like... for seventeen, but it's not as <laughs> it's not as it's like it's fine. It's not like the other one. Sorry. I've turned on uh, the Nuggets Blazers game. Uh, the, uh, Denver leads by eight with a minute twenty four left. Oh, is um? I guess that's it for Terry. Terry Stotts, right? He's done because yeah. they said going into the playoffs that if they don't go far, um, he's out. The uh, uh, the trailer, the Blazers coach is that, or is that the yeah. Denver coach? Blazers coach. Yeah, I mean, it's been he's. I guess it's been so long that. Yeah, I mean, Dame is really good, and McCollum yeah. played very well this year. But I don't know; they're just outmatched. I mean, they West revived too Carmelo too, which is nuts to think about. Yeah, I figured he was just there to sort of hang out. I uh, I assumed that it was just like a matter of time till he did something and just like agreed to make like ten million dollars instead of like the NBA max. And as soon as he did that, that he would actually like have some sort of role on a team. Yeah, I just don't know who's out there because, as you know, uh, my my favorite basketball team is looking for a coach right now. Uh, yeah, your favorite basketball team is fascinating. Brad Stevens is the GM now. Yeah, I was going to bring that up earlier when we were talking about um, the value of coaches and how if you go back to 2018, you can find so many takes that were like, who would you rather have, um, a top 20 NBA oh player or Brad Stevens? Yeah, it was like Bradley Beal or Brad Stevens. Yeah, I think that the famous one is, is Giannis. Would you rather have Giannis or Brad Stevens? Who would you trade Brad Stevens for? Like, what team should trade? Like, Should you trade Kemba for Brad Stevens? Portland scored directly off the inbound and has cut the lead to six. Oh, wow. What What's the timestamp on your game? Because I know my thing is behind. Minute I'm at a eight. Minute, I'm at a minute 24, Michael. Ruining the game that I've been watching for two <laughs> Once hours. Once again, uh, Brendan, as we talk about every time. Yeah, but you just show up late and you ruin it. I've been watching this shit for an hour. And you just show up <laughs> in the last two minutes. You're like, oh, by the way, it's over. Oh, Big heartbreaking buzzer beater. Big three. Don't See. say who it's by, though. That's how that's how you do it. 
Well, um, we can't do this bit twice where we watch sports that uh, <laughs> on a show where people are going to download it a week late. <laughs> the next round is already over by the time this gets the to day, uh, Well, all right. Well, th- there's not that much to say about this one. The, the Dame Magic, uh, he, well, lightning does not strike twice. Um, I mean, he's a special player, of course, but uh, he's he's just hucking up shots that aren't landing right now. It's uh, they're, they're they're done. They're done. I have a feeling the Lakers are going to win tonight. I just think that, that should be on about now, right? Yeah, I just have a feeling that they're not like they're not going to go away, no matter Lafra- what. Lafraud germs. Yeah, I think I think he scores like forty eight tonight, and they win by thirty. Is is Andy I've, Davis going to be back this series? I don't know, but um, Gasol's starting tonight Ooh. over Andre German. All right, how much for? Uh, I'll read you the title. At uh, it could be any college, but the one I'm looking at right now is a Vanderbilt Commodores six by twelve cancer survivor toughest fan clip frame. How much? Do you- <laughs> clip frame. <laughs> Clear cancer bucks. survivor's toughest fan. <laughs> That's a very niche piece of merchandise because you have to be a Vanderbilt fan who survived cancer. Again, it's just the same. I'm they gonna, have well, a thousand Vander, of these. Vanderbilt, you know, is the Harvard of the South. So I'm going to go ahead and say mm-hmm. that this is a little more expensive. This could be, be up to $150. I'm sticking, I'm sticking 35 16 Oh, damn. No. Boy. It's a steal at twice the price. It is oh. nuts that Fnatic has so many of these like auto-generated products that you usually just see when you like Google something and you get like Baby Yoda with a mask on saying, "I survived COVID nineteen at Buffalo Wild Wings." <laughs> like there's so many of that. There's a lot of that stuff on Fnatic. Hang on, I'll I'll be right back. Give me one second here. Feel free to vamp. Oh shit, we got a vamp now. Oh damn it. I don't know how to do that. Uh, I looked up on looking at merchandise. But yeah, the um, going back to the Brad Stevens thing really quickly, because I think he's a very mediocre coach who got built up because he's in Boston. I mean, I'm sure everybody agrees with that at this point. But I think moving him into an executive role is maybe the dumbest thing you could do. <laughs> I... I now that the Sixers finally have a GM who can like fleece people again. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Sixers owe you a few. So I I, I hope that there's a way that they can they can they can. Well, ruin that's what it. It, that's what I said when it happened. It's like the only people who can't laugh at this are the Sixers because <laughs> yeah, they, they've been a front office mess for until this year. Yeah, Maury's good until they got Doc and Daryl Maury, like one of the most stable coaches in. NBA history and, you know, Daryl Morey. Well, yeah, they just needed a coach that Ben and Joel would actually like listen to at this point. Yeah. Like you could see just Joel Embiid getting like frustrated all last year. I, he gave some interview where he was saying, they were like, why do you stand out by the three point line so often? And he's like, my fucking coach says spacing. So like they want fucking <laughs> spacing. They can have it. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about how no one even knew how bad of a guy Rondo was until he left Boston. Cause that's how much. Um, Doc was able to, you know, get him to play. Then once he left, all the stories came out, like how he um, broke that TV at practice once. A um, bunch of stuff. 
that came out after the fact. But it's not even fair to say about somebody that he looks like a prick, but he does look like a prick. He he looks like he would be a prick to hang out with. Oh yeah, he's an asshole, notorious, like not a good guy. Well, he had that thing too with the referee where he outed a referee. Do you remember that? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> he's gay he, as hell. Yeah, basically he called him a slur on the court, and the next day, like the referees union put out a press release, like. Um, oh yeah, yeah. No, he's coming out now. Like here's the oh, thing. No. Yeah. So it was one of those, you know, like known secrets in the NBA, and Rondo just let it go, just didn't care. Because he didn't get a call. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we'll come back. I, d- dovetailing to what I've been watching for the last like two weeks of my life, uh, there's a really famous bit on Survivor where this guy calls out uh, somebody for being trans as like part of the alliance where he goes just like what do you mean why should your alliance believe in you you've been lying to all of us and you're actually oh, tra- that's maybe the worst thing i've ever heard that's awful <laughs> so you want to talk about character <laughs> like that's, you've been lying to everybody whoever said that you've been, been lying shot. to yourself <laughs> it was insane wait can but brendan have i told you this about that the, about that person uh, about zeke from survivor uh you yeah, I was oh, in a yeah, UC- you were in I was in class, a UCB yeah. sketch writing class with that per- with that with him. I forgot about I was <laughs> I was yeah, so I I did I didn't know. I found out when it became national news when someone <laughs> outed him on Survivor. Uh it was one of the it was uh I, I've watched a lot of like the more notable seasons of Survivor. I think uh top two or top three like loudest I screamed at my television. It was like, what the fuck are you doing? I think the loudest I uh, I, was, I was shouting was there was the, the very first all-star season was, I think, season nine. So you get all these, like, beloved, uh, iconic people to show up and play the game. Like, Rupert was there and Boston Rob and, uh, like, uh, Sue Hawk and Richard Hatch from the first season were both there. Classic. Uh, Sue Hawk, famously the woman who was just like, if you were if you were thirsty in the desert, I wouldn't give you water. If you were hungry, I wouldn't give you food. Uh, speech, and uh, basically it didn't work. I, uh, well, I guess it did because the person she was yelling at did not win. That I thought it was Richard that she was yelling at. No, she was yelling at uh, Kelly Wigglesworth. Oh, okay, yeah, Wigglesworth. And uh, so in this season of Survivor, uh, Richard Hatch was doing his naked thing again, and they were doing this challenge where you had to, like, cross beams. Uh, they were probably, like, like eight to ten inches wide, so everybody had to get nice and close to each other. And uh, everybody hated Sue, and they were constantly talking shit on her. And Richard does this bit where, like, he's naked, and she, was, she like, says to him, he's like, don't fucking touch me with that thing. And he just, like, literally, like, as, as he has to pass her, just, like, walks right up to her and rubs his dick all so over. So he assaulted her. Full-on assault. Yeah. It was unquestionable. And you, Jeff was like, hey, grow up. You, you, you cut that out. Grow up. And, like. You're 50. Like through whatever like survivor ass happenstance, Richard got voted out by his tribe, but it was not because of that. And then like in the other tribe, Sue Hawk had a full on emotional breakdown. She fucking collapsed. My husband's not gonna love me. Everybody's gonna see this. Like it was like classic assault shit. And then it was like, and it was like I don't know, probably two thousand four that this was happening in two thousand five. And all of the like survivors, most beloved contestants are doing like talking head interviews going like, I think she's full of shit. 
I think she's she said lawsuit multiple times. We all know where like she saw Richard Hatch get that million dollars. She knows what she's about. And, you know, Boston Rob goes on to star in five or six more seasons. And she's going and he's going like, well, you know, she's really fucking annoying. Uh, fuck her. Uh, and one of the women going, she's like, listen, like as a woman and especially in this game, like you got to know when to keep your mouth shut. And, it, and I'm Jesus. screaming at my television. Um, and then like the real cap to it all was like they get back the next day to the challenge and Sue just starts screaming at the host, Jeff Probst, just screaming at him. He's like, I was assaulted. I was embarrassed. I was humiliated. And all of you watched and all of you did nothing. And you happened to get it right by voting this guy out. But it's too fucking late. I'm leaving. And so she like storms out. It's this big thing. And then when she leaves, everybody just kind of like looks around at each other. And there's an awkward pause. And Jeff goes. Well, listen, this is what you guys were playing for in the reward challenge today. We can all split it and we can talk this out or we can just like get back to it. And everybody's like, let's vote. Let's get back to it. I'm here to play Survivor. And I was like, this is the worst 10 minutes I've ever seen of anything in my life. Like what a show. The Survivor is basically the the start of the TV era we're in. We were in like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like all the Bravo shows and the E shows basically all come from Survivor. Yeah, it all started with Survivor. Survivor was the first, like, oh, you could just put a plumber out there and people yeah. would love it. Because the thing with like the real world is it was that, but it wasn't that, if you know what I mean. You were missing like the competition yeah. uh, aspect. Well, that, that's why you had road rules. That was road rules for sure. Yeah. Um, but Survivor, it also, like, it doesn't matter who you are. Three weeks into Survivor, you. We're going to see it because you're not eating, you're not sleeping, you're cold, you're wet, um, you're pissed off. So like, it doesn't matter how much self-control you think you have. Like, We're going to see the real you at some point or another. And the real Boston Rob is him going just like, well, this bitch wants to sue Richard Hatch. So like, of course she's doing that and pretending she's all traumatized and shit. It was awful. I'm going to like clip it and I'm going to post it to my Twitter. Also, also, just like they're like, she saw him win that million dollars. They're just like that. I mean, look, I'll never have a million dollars in my life. That's yeah, not that much money. No. If you're like when it comes to like suing somebody, when it comes to like what can be won in lawsuits, especially a guy who it, went to jail for tax evasion as well. So he didn't right, have yeah. any money. Right. Yeah. He'd already been to prison at that point, I think, because he didn't pay taxes on his survivor winnings. Like nobody was going to see it. He was the biggest star in the world for a hot minute. And yeah, he didn't pay taxes on it. Um, especially in a game where, like, say what you want about, like, I don't know, any deep survivor person, like, Sue probably didn't have, like, a a chance to win. But it is a game in general where it really benefits you to be annoying as fuck because nobody wants to vote to give you a million dollars if you're annoying as hell. And everybody will see that in you and want to bring you with them. So she was going to be in the game forever because she's annoying as fuck, Um, objectively. She was annoying in her first season, too. It doesn't excuse what Richard Hatch did because no. she was like a loud broad or whatever he said after he did it. Um, it, it it's really one of the more nightmarish like 10 minutes of television that I'm definitely going to clip now and put it on my Twitter. That's that is insane. I had no idea about any of this. It wasn't the first one either. There was another, it was just televised, I, too. And then nothing came of it. There was a yeah, I'd be curious what happened after that. Probably nothing. Um, there was another like really gropey uh, television producer who was on the season that aired, I believe, in 2019 or 2018. 
um, very uh, Harvey Weinstein vibe kind of guy. And basically, like, they were just like, you creep all the women out in the shelter. Like, you're always rubbing our legs. You're always brushing the hair out of our eyes. You're always, like, talking down to us and calling us sweetheart. And this one woman that they, like, painted as a SJW, they were just like, oh, what a fucking annoying bitch. Like, Jesus Christ, this woman. And, like, a couple uh, of her fellow contestants were just, like, playing into it for her so they could get her voted out. And once they got her voted out, um, she was on the jury. So you get to, like, watch all the tribal councils but not, you're not allowed to say anything. So they're just talking about how just like, yeah, that bitch over there thought I was fucking creepy. And all these women next to me don't think I'm creepy. And, uh, but that bitch over there does. And she can't when say did shit. The, when did this happen? 2018, 2019. It was season 40 just came out and that was season 39. But then 40, like, by the way. Yeah. 20, it's two, two seasons a year. I just um, don't. No, wait, it's not over because uh, like an episode or two after she got voted out and just had to like watch them talk about her like this. Uh, they come back from like a challenge or something and the screen cuts to black. Who's like, I don't remember the guy's name. So I'm going to call him Gary is like, Gary has been asked to leave uh, it, due to an off camera incident. Um, he, he won't be coming back. He's, he's been voted out. So Jeff, the just less goes, said about this, the better. <laughs> and like, I, I Googled it and it was just like, yeah, he, he like cup the ass of a, a survivor producer like getting onto a helicopter after he'd been warned like nine times and publicly called out so uh yeah we asked him to go that i mean i know that like the appeal of survivor is that like these are regular people who have not been media trained and like anything can happen and they'll say anything but like come on anthony <laughs> davis uh, has just stripped down he is playing um, but that's insane. And especially that it would happen so recently. It was really just like, as I like, what, when, did, but, but when also did that there's no like other happen. I probably, it was like, 18, probably like right? a month later. <laughs> it, it was like right but around the same time. And he was then, a Hollywood like, like executive too. That there'd be like no reckoning for this at, at any point afterwards. In the, uh, in I mean the, like now, like finale. obviously they're just like, they're not going to be invited back to like su survivor and alum alumni events. Like uh, in the finale, they had to give the girl who got like victimized just like five minutes. They were just like, listen, like as per the rules of survivor, you weren't allowed to talk. So like we just made your life hell, and we're really sorry. Uh, we're working to be better. It was it's like one of those things. Where like so, let me just give you an open forum. Whatever you want to say about this motherfucker, feel free. Well, well, well. I think that's a good good as place good a place as any to end it. We did a long episode tonight. We did. Uh, you we basically just uh, didn't stop recording on what would uh, the conversation we would have had otherwise. So <laughs> you're, you're getting a, an hour and forty five minute uh, episode of, of the show, and that's what they pay for. And now we can and now we can sit here not recording, and watch the Lakers. Uh, Ed, please uh, plug your Twitch stream. All right. Um. Yeah. Every Sunday, I still do the the Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash kibo under underscore man. We just watch some videos, hang out, chill, have some fun on a Sunday. Um. Yeah. And um, if I could say one other thing, um, last Sunday we did a charity stream for Anera, which is providing medical supplies to the people in Palestine. And so, if you do have an extra couple bucks, just kick it over to there. Good. Great cause. Um.
Thanks for coming on, as always. Ed has done a lot of really excellent things over the last couple months uh, for charity, uh, and he's doing a, a really tremendous work. Um, so worth supporting, and uh, worth supporting uh, the channel in general. Uh, and you can go to his, you can use his name, uh, Kipo underscore man on Fanatics, and use his <laughs> discount code to get yep. to, to get yourself a Hearthstone hat. Yeah, you can get yourself a Palestine beer koozie. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, Ed. I tear my heart open. I sold myself shut. My weakness is that I can't do much. And my scars remind me that the past is real. I tear my heart open just to fail. Drunk and I'm feeling down. And I just want to be alone. I'm pissed because you came around. Why don't you just go home? Because I channeled all your pain. And I can't help you fix yourself. You're making me insane.